Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. I was 18, my first Pride. It was in Phoenix. And I went home with this girl who was the bartender of this spot. And she kept asking if I knew her name. That was like her thing. Like, I I feel like it was almost like a... Like Rumpelstiltskin? (laughs) Like, she was... (laughs) I'm diking out, you're diking out. Let's dike out together. See what it's all about. Hi, and welcome to Diking Out, a podcast that wants to make it clear that being vaccinated does not mean it's okay to force your girlfriend back into the closet to meet your family at Christmas and then ditch her to hang out with your ex-boyfriend. I'm Carolyn Bergier. I'm Melody Kamali, and today we're diking out with actress and comedian Brie Geiger about pride. Yay! Melody, I know you're not on Twitter. Did you see that meme passing around? I saw it on Facebook, too. The being vaccinated does not mean, and then plot of a movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. you know, I'm aware. All right, I, uh, all right. Just making sure. I do go on Twitter every morning because I follow New York City's alternate parking updates. And every day I got a tweet alert and I have to go check and see if I have to move the car. The best reason to be on Twitter. Oh, speaking of <laughs> announcements. <laughs> hey, let's get into some announcements. Yeah. First and foremost, most important announcement. I can't stress this enough. Please rate and review us on iTunes. It takes two seconds, and it really helps people find the podcast, just like you did. It helps us in the charts, we think, and it helps our self-esteem. When you leave a a very nice review, and I ask Melody, how are the reviews looking? So she can tell me, because sometimes I can't look at them Myself without spiraling. All right. And speaking <laughs> of spiraling, we are on stereo, the stereo <laughs> app three times a week, just spiraling out of control with no limits and it's interacting with spiral. people. It, it is a fun spiral. If you want to hear us talk about random things from our crushes to music from the aughts to what we're watching on TV. Worst places in America. Best places in America. Accents. Regional accents in the UK. We talk about all of that on stereo. Go to our bio. There is a link there where you can sign up for the app. It's free. It does help support the pod. So thank you for everybody who has been with us on this stereo journey. It's truly a journey. Also, while you're looking at your phone, you can check out in our show notes, we'll have a link to a very fun event coming up on Saturday, April 24th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. My beloved Allie Clayton is going to be throwing a benefit for Autism Awareness. It is Autism Awareness Month. She's putting on a comedy show called Stand Up for Autism. All proceeds will benefit Keshit. It's a organization. They have international programs, but they have 70 sites in Chicago. And this is where Allie's best friend Bradley has attended day programs for individuals with disabilities. We love Keshet. 
and we love the lineup. Ron Funches is going to be headlining, one nice. of my favorite comedians to watch. We have Irene Morales doing stand-up, Kirk Smith, the author of Rice Krispies with Ketchup, and Allie's going to be hosting the show with Bradley, her best friend with autism. He's going to be playing the piano up top. They're going to be doing some jokes together before the stand-up. So if you'd like to join us, we'll have the ticket link in the show notes. Amazing. I love it so much. I'm looking forward to it. And their friendship brings me so much joy. And it's the best. Yeah. I've met Bradley through FaceTime and Zoom several times. Oh, yeah. And just what, he loves a, you. what a beautiful soul. We are cooking up some events. We've mentioned our park hangout in May, May 16th. We're going to be doing something in Queens for those of you who are local. But we also have some events we just want to tease. We're not going to give the details yet, but there'll be an event that we're doing in June that we're going to hope to broadcast as Mm -hmm. well. So it's going to be an in-person thing, but a lot of people won't be able to to attend because of COVID restrictions, obviously. But we're going to stream that in the beginning of the month. So look out for that. And then we're planning something for pride. We're going to do something for pride. You know, we're going to find a way to safely, hopefully in person in New York. And maybe that's another one where we try to do both streaming. I feel like COVID has kind of changed the way shows are done. And we really like being able to have shows that everybody can see. And I don't want to abandon Zoom shows once we're vaccinated. So I feel like We're re-entering society. Mm -hmm. I'm planning on dyeing my hair back pink. Just very excited to feel like my... Nature's healing. I know. (laughs) Can't wait. And then lastly, our reminder that we are putting out episodes on Patreon every week where we're talking about what's going on in our lives. We're talking about pop culture. Like this week, we have our thoughts on the lesbian period drama sketch on SNL. We're talking about the troubling trans laws that are happening in various states throughout the country. We're talking about Hey Mamas lesbians. We're talking about Natasha Leone and Chloe Sevigny for the New York Times Style Mag shoot. And we're talking about a couple of Big fails that we've had in recordings and some episodes that we had a shelf behind the curtain. Yeah. If you want to know some of the stuff we deal with, head over to Patreon and you can get all of that content and more. So with that being said. Now that that's finally over, I've been dying to know, Carolyn, what is the gayest thing you did this week? I did tease it out on stereo because I said I spent a lot of time doing this and my body is sore because of it. The gayest thing I did, Melody, was I was splitting logs with an axe. Break it down. What were you wearing? (laughs) What? Uh, What? I mean, just, you know, I, wow. Yeah. I probably wasn't wearing the right stuff for doing that. So what happened was we had to get some dead trees removed from our property, which is a a big thing. We have this huge dead tree, just like in the middle of our, our property. We get high winds. We don't want the trees to fall and hit the house, whatever. So they 
took down a bunch of these dead trees and some of them were really good for firewood. We've been using our fireplace a lot. We're planning on making a fire pit and having outdoor fires. So instead of having to have them haul away all that wood for us just to have to buy it from somewhere else, I'm like, no, no, no. We're going to split this wood <laughs> and use one of our three sheds that came with the house. I'm laughing at you because you are at the same time rolling your sleeves up while you tell the story and you just like to. really morphed and yeah. you had a mask morph just now. <laughs> well, you'll learn why in in a second. So we got this axe for, for splitting wood and I'm not a strong person. I have not great upper body strength. So let me tell you how satisfying it is to wield an axe lift it over my head, have it come down using the force of gravity and perfectly split a piece of wood in two. That happened only 10% of the attempts, but boy, was it satisfying. I did get some some splits in a neighbor of mine, the next door neighbor who likes to do laps around his pool to get his uh, workout in, commented, <laughs> they make it look so easy in the movies. I'm like, yeah, I know, but I'm, I'm not giving up. So I've gotten more tools. Uh, I've gotten a, a wedge and a sledgehammer that I'm going to be using to pick apart the big logs. It's a lot of wood. Like People have been commenting in the neighborhood like, oh, you're keeping all that wood? And yes, we are. The reason why I got so masculine, Melody, I read that splitting wood and chopping wood actually increases the production of testosterone in in males. So I've been trying to see if it does it in females too, though, because we produce testosterone. So I'm like, are my T levels going up now that I'm going to be like a lumber lesbian? What What's happening here? And I just thought that was interesting. You, I, I couldn't yeah. find anything about it for females, but it was saying that splitting wood, that there's some type of science behind it, increases testosterone in men 40% more than when they play sports. Whoa. It's like that a must big be why chunk. when you Google splitting wood, the first thing is a YouTube video, how to split wood. And it's from a series account and the account name is The Art of Manliness. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a super manly thing. But, you know, cut to me in the yard wearing my floral hoodie. <laughs> Chopping wood. I am slightly afraid that I'm going to maim myself, but I'm, I'm trying to be very careful. I did watch maybe 20 seconds of a YouTube video of how to do it. And that was it. But, you know, so far, so good. So we have all of this wood. And then last night, Cecilia and I, we went out to Lowe's because Cecilia's like, there's so much wood. I want to get into wood carving. You know, she's an artist and she likes experimenting with new mediums. And she's like, I think I can make some cool wood sculptures. So just a heads up, everyone, in a couple months, I think on our merch page, you'll be able to buy a wooden diking out dildo. Hey. I think it's going to be a hit. Everyone's going to want some wood. Why you really didn't like dildo. that glass dildo we were sent, huh? <laughs> no, no. Glass is a much better <laughs> material than smooth. wood. <laughs> Cecilia, grab some wood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would like some vaginal splinters, please. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we could make something. Yeah. We, we bought some... 
some burn, tools. She should burn wood. Yeah, she's going to get yeah. a, a wood burner. That's one of the things. But we got a rotary tool, also inspired by Amelia from our woodworking episode. Probably be looking at their Instagram for tips on that. But there's a lot of cool things that you can do with wood and, you know... It's good not to let it go to waste or just be hauled away for whatever. So that's what I'm doing for the next five months of my life. That's how long it's going to take me to break down all of these logs on my property. (laughs) Just in time for the wood fires for winter (laughs) when you're done splitting all of them. Perfect. Well, you have to season the wood. You have to let it dry out. But the trees are dead. So I feel like they were already somewhat dry. I don't know. There's it's a whole new world of wood and gayness. Really, this cottagecore life I'm taking it. I, I don't this is beyond cottagecore. I don't think cottagecore involves an axe. I think I'm full lumberdike. Yeah, the axe takes it to a different demographic. Yeah. <laughs> it feels Canadian. Yes. And as we learned from our last listener question, <gasps> Canadian or Dyke, I know it c- we conflate the two, but right, this right. feels like both. You know, I was on the Roots website looking for some stuff. I feel like I should be wearing Roots Yeah, and splitting wood. Splitting wood? Yes. Super gay. Th- axe throwing. Straight. Straight. Yes. Very straight. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> I just wanted to clear that up. Absolutely. Every time if you're paying I, to oh throw an axe. <laughs> yes. I would actually probably, I would do it. I do not get the appeal of these bars that are like, drink and throw an axe. All I know is every friend I've watched do it via social media has been straight. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Very. Oh, oh my gosh. Well, it's like straight date night. (laughs) We got a babysitter. We're going to go get wasted and throw axes. Love ya. Can you stay a little later? We might get two rounds of axe throwing tonight. You know, it takes a little bit more effort for them to feel special. So if they need to throw axes at wood while inebriated, let them have it. We'll let the streets have that. Melody, what's the gayest thing you did this week? Oh, man, I feel like mine's like pretty sweet and simple compared to yours. But when it happened, once again, Allie and I turned to each other and said, gayest thing for sure. Um, We were watching Drag Race and Allie is like, I need you to help me with something during commercials because she knows not to take my attention away from Gottmik on Drag Race, whom I love so much. Yes. And... (laughs) commercial and I noticed it before she could even ask me I knew what she was going to ask me I turned over and I saw she was looking down at her chest at a prominent longer black hair this is a white fair skinned fair haired blonde petite woman she gets this one random black long hair that grows out of her chest (laughs) and that's what happens when you get older thick things start happening to your body that you're like what (laughs) yep so before she could even ask, I turned over, noticed it, yanked it out of her chest with my fingers and pulled it up to her face and said, make a wish. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's her wishing hair. Yeah. That's beautiful. And, and it, it just keeps bringing us gifts like this, like my gayest thing of the week. I love we, it. We like died laughing right after and in, in unison said gayest thing of the week. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. I love also that both of our gayest things were very visual. I feel like our you oh, yeah, this can hair visualize. Is visual. <laughs> Sorry to the one listener who really wants me to be nicer to Allie on the podcast. She approved this. (laughs) She approves everything I say about her. There's nothing mean about helping your girlfriend get that hair off and to make a wish. That was nice of you to give her the wish. Yeah, I'm bringing magic, okay? What a beautiful thing. I'm going to start doing that. Make... Make a wish. <laughs> Making a wish on random <laughs> random hairs that I find off my lover. It just softens the blow of just like, like it's not the sexiest. Yeah. <laughs> to have your beloved yank a hair out of your chest, oh, not needing tweezers, intimate. long enough to grab with my fingers. Very intimate. And then uh, I Googled it. That continue, gayest thing continues. I just Googled plucking hairs lesbian girlfriend and all these things popped up from reddit forums that are specifically like actual lesbians yeah that forum stuff like that that are like <laughs> so funny like am i the asshole for not wanting to pluck my girlfriend's armpit hair my girlfriend really wants me to pluck. it's all like lesbians <laughs> talking oh, about wow. plucking and wow, i love wow, it wow, wow. yeah and plenty there on reddit it also reminds me of a cherished memory I have of when we, unfortunately, before your time, met Melody, interviewed Janine Garofalo for the podcast. Mm. And afterwards, she was checking Cecilia's back for skin tags. Because <laughs> she, wow. she was like, did you know that you can remove some skin tags yourself? And Cecilia was like, really? I have this one on my back. And then Janine, without a beat, was like, let me see. And just starts like looking down the back of Cecilia's shirt. She's like, no, no, you can't do that one yourself. I would kill to have Janine Garofalo examine me for skin tags. Right? She has dermatologist vibes. It's great. By the way, yeah, you can remove some. My dad did it. You wrap a thread around it and suffocate it till it falls off. You can also sterilize nail clippers if you're ready for some bleeding. Oh, I see. I (laughs) see. Just clip it off. Anyway, with that. Look at what we give you. News, (laughs) News, <laughs> grooming, <laughs> jokes, wood dildos eventually. Come on. Where do you get this? Uh, well, you know, this really lends itself to our topic this week, which is pride. <laughs> How can we not be overflowing with pride after a uh, <laughs> an intro like that? Well, today... We are diking out with comedian, actress, and musician, as you'll hear more about, Brie Geiger, about Pride. Brie is based out of L.A. and has performed on UCB house teams and festivals and was named one of L.A.'s Funniest Women in 2018. Let's get into it. Brie, thank you so much for diking out with us today. How's it going? It's good. Thank you for diking me. Yes. yes. Happy to dike you. How are things in LA? What are we missing? You're missing really, really good weather. Pools. Mm. Pools are pretty much, if, if someone has a pool, which is mainly people downtown, which is nice because I live downtown. I know people that people can't see this, but you can see me, but I can show you my oh. little of you. That's nice. Um, and I can rub it in because I've always lived in the valley when I lived out here, which is um, trash. And so I've been like kind of pool hopping and uh, getting on tender for pools. 
Um, yes, <laughs> that's all I would use it for. For sure. And so, I, yeah, that's it's 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 been good. It's it's weird, but it's 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 decent. Yeah, I feel like L.A. I mean, I know that L.A. had its recent spike of COVID and everything like that. But it it did. Debbie Downer. I know. I know. It just (laughs) felt like such a great city, though, to be in. And I feel like we lost a lot of great New York comedians to L.A. because of the pandemic or I mean, a couple of things. But like, okay. Sydney Washington. That's who I'm talking about. Sydney Washington <laughs> moved to LA. We lost a beautiful lesbian. Yeah, we Fun. lost somebody who makes me laugh and is also easy on the eyes. And <laughs> and I don't blame her. <laughs> Wait, so she moved here? So so she's like here officially. I think so. So she was in LA for a few months and then came back to New York, but now I believe that she's booed up and moved out there. Yeah. Oh, uh, she started should have started with she's booed up because now I <laughs> yeah a little less interested. <laughs> but True. good, welcome Sydney, welcome. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bree, I've kind of had this song stuck in my head, and I wonder if you have too. It's called Persian Savage. So when you say <laughs> booed up, I mean, are you single? Because I am Persian. So happy to find this. I was Melody, where'd you hear the song? SoundCloud, baby. Oh, God. I was prepping for the show tonight. (laughs) Googling your name. Second page. I see Persian Savage. I go, wait, did I accidentally Google myself? (laughs) (laughs) And I was just rocking out. I played it three times in a row. Nice. <laughs> Played it for my girlfriend when she walked in. She, you, I mean, so are you dating a Persian right now? Uh, or are you just... I'm not. I, have you dated a Persian? <laughs> Sorry. There's a lot of them in LA. Yeah. There's a scene. Tevrangelis. There's a Persian scene. I've dated and or like just fucked around with two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one, while we were having sex, told me to like be a little more quiet because her mom would behead me. And yeah. <laughs> and then what? I was like, Persian mom. I was like she, and it wasn't like she was like, yeah, my mom will behead you. If she like finds out. And I was like, whoa. I was like, I, I was like, oh, I need to go. And she was like, no, no, it's like kind of finish. And I was like, I can't finish. Yeah. <laughs> you know, which is another yeah. like that's a whole nother form to me as a Persian savage. This specific Persian savage <laughs> is the ultimate queen friend. Just soul sister, beautiful smile friend of mine. And it was her birthday. And that was my gift to her. Love and it. she looks like her dad. And that's why it says kind of looks like her daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Honestly. It's crazy that you found that. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's like pops up quick. I mean, it's not, it's like a um, yeah, one or two second page find. And probably going to be right at the top of first page if I play it. A couple more times, because sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, especially now that we brought it up on the podcast, all our listeners. I know. You know, my girlfriend. There's a part where you're like, she speaks Farsi, and you say "voy, voy, voy," which is like the Persian, like "oh la la," or like "wow," like <laughs> or just like. <laughs> Just like, oh, my God. Um, Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) My girlfriend's now vowed to say, I think she, like, got jealous of how sexy you sounded. (laughs) On this wow. song. I was like, I'm going to start saying that. 
<laughs> I know how to say boy. Come on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Is she Persian or not? Oh, God, no. <laughs> She's okay, gotcha. A white country girl from North Carolina. Nice. Yeah, but considers herself an honorary Persian and cool. embraces Me culture. Too. Yes. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> well, we know the most Persian thing you did recently. <laughs> we ask all of our guests, though. What is the gayest thing you did this last week? On Sunday, I got a finger in my my butthole. I just like, what's the right right way to say this? Uh, She was a nurse. Excellent. And I fell on Saturday. The trust is there. The trust was there. I (laughs) fractured my, that's why I like can't really sit and I'm like wiggling a lot. I fractured my, my coccyx or something. Oh Um, yeah. Coccyx. Yeah. Okay. So quick, quick aside. My wife, English is her second language and she'll constantly be like, Oi, me coxies, me coxies. <laughs> you got to stop saying that in public. <laughs> She's just constantly like, Oi, me coxies. <laughs> but go on. So I know exactly what you're talking about. And, right. I, and I see where this is going. Continue. <laughs> yeah, so so kind of like that, I was like, oh, my coxies. Uh, so I just like slipped. I turned 30 the week before. I don't know if that's related or whatever the fuck happened. But it yes. just was a, just a bad uh, slip. And I messed it up on Saturday. And then on Sunday, I went to urgent care. Where it's at, she had put a finger in me and I couldn't feel it. And she put two. And then <laughs> like instantly was like... Uh, I was like, yeah, yeah, just like a little harder. And then, you know, just like guided her to the spot and <laughs> communication. <laughs> yeah, we were communicating very well on a good level. And she was like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is for sure. Um, fractured a little fracture, I guess, two weeks or something to to fix. But yeah, I'm in a lot of pain, but it was pretty gay because I married her. <laughs> I, and now we're married. Uh, she's outside. Um <laughs> the spot she had touched first was right. And I kind of let it go on a little longer. Um, I just like let it, you know, consensually just like kind of find it in there because it, and it was also like, it felt good. And I couldn't figure, I wanted that to happen. And my, I had a lot of friends offered to like do it, but I couldn't like, t- I, we couldn't figure out, you know, where it was, but it felt good and it felt gay and great. And she was so, she was perfect. Um, and just the way she talked to me and just like looked at me like it was going to be OK was really gay, too. So it just it went well. I would say that's the gayest thing is getting a finger in my butt on Sunday. <laughs> on Easter Sunday? <laughs> on Easter Sunday, my, I went to urgent care and that was, you know, it went it went well. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, things with nurses can get pretty intimate. Like I find few things more intimate than when a nurse is checking my pulse. Just like hold, they just like hold your wrist and make eye contact with you. There's something really tender about that for for 15 solid seconds. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's it. You're just staring at their necklace that always has their initial on it and just wondering about their life. That's That's cute. (laughs) You know, I did think you were originally going to tell us a story about how you're like seeing a nurse and she did it to you that's why i was like oh man the trust there yes we should all date nurses like (laughs) (laughs) where i thought the story was heading but yeah absolutely gay i endorse that too though i think dating a nurse is great i mean i always think that's it's best to date people with useful skills 
Like I dated a, an accountant, but then I married a mechanical engineer that did nothing for me. Mm-hmm. But the accountant, <laughs> that was helpful. You know? Cool. Yeah. I'm with a stand up comedian. We're so fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with, I guess she's a teacher. I guess. All the skills. Honestly. Yeah. We did it right. They know how to deal with people. Yeah, they can yeah. be nurses too. Well, Bree, for our listeners who might not be familiar with you, tell us a little bit about yourself. You're a comedian, you're in LA. You like butt play? Yeah. I just started getting into butt play. I had always been kind of a get it out, get it out type of girl, <laughs> but I just started getting into it with my ex, ex, my two years, like serious ex. While you were together or while she was your ex? <sighs> That's a whole other thing. Yeah. I love that you asked that. I love that you asked that. You have because, to clarify. <laughs> yeah, it's so gay. I, I, because while we weren't together, we did do ex- like experience a lot of other things. We were like, well, let's try. You know, why, why we hooked up the whole time we were broken up, which was so stupid and emotional. But while we were together, I, I, I found this out. So yeah, I, I enjoy butt play. Someone always has to kind of do it first. But, I, you know, I'm normally, like, kind of daddy-esque things. I love that I'm, like, these are, like, so tell us about what you do in L.A. I'm, like, uh, yeah, I'm daddy. I just fucking pissed it. But the reason I'm saying that about the butt play, like, right now in, in general, is I've decided to just be kind of open. So in a relationship where I have a, a person, but I've, I've decided to be open in that aspect to where like, you can tell me about your stuff. I'll tell you about mine. If you're cool, if you don't want to know it, you, you can know it. And for whatever reason, I feel like it's really just opened up my world to, to my comedy, to my acting. And then also the emotional aspect of, of the breakup. I, I put out a special called the breakup. I'm so proud of my segue right now. Sorry. I, <laughs> especially, it never goes, that good and, then, and now I'm stoned so just really happy um, <laughs> uh, I put out a, a special called The Breakup and without all these little things I'm getting into and finding out about sex and gay and, and, and the breakup and, and, and her um, I really don't think I would would have this type of material, this special, um, right. with the, with the breakup came a lot of other random bookings too, in terms of some queer films. I just did a few commercials that came out and, or are out. I, I have a commercial that just came out where I am playing, like we're playing the, uh, gay lesbian couple. And I think in terms of like my comedy and in terms of doing stand up, maybe the casting sees it and sees that I'm comfortable because I'm sure people put stuff out. That's like, if you're comfortable, whatever, I don't know how many times like I've had to tell my agent, you know, like, you know, like, listen, like a gay, I'm like, I'm like gay. They keep asking how comfortable I am with, you know, like the kissing aspect, which I also love though. I love like the consensual aspect of you keep asking me, but like, stop asking that. Cause I am. And so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just opened up a world of openness and like really beautiful things and, and people. And I, I lived alone in the quarantine, which was like so fucked up, but so also yeah. amazing because I yeah. really got to sit and, and, and finish scripts. And I've been um, pitching the script and I just finished pitching to own with Oprah's own. And it, and, and that one's so amazing. They were so incredible. And like the next day told me no, which was wonderful. And this is why it's wonderful is because most people just kind of let it linger. And I feel like I felt like fresh of them. Like it just, it went so well and everything. They just like the answers like we don't, we don't have a place for this script right now, but I feel, I feel good knowing, you know, they responded. So. Yes. I think sometimes a no is a blessing. And then yes. it also, cause they don't always respond like that's, 
at all. The actual right. rejection. But sometimes right. you, you get a no, but they're still interested. They're like, it's a no this time. Like once I got a, a no on something and I was bummed for a second, but they're like, but let us know if you have any other ideas. I'm like, oh, okay. So right. it wasn't like a forever no. It was just like not this project, but maybe something else. Okay, yes. that's cool. Thanks for like not stringing me along and having me be obsessed with this for the next right. few months of my life. Right, right. And that, that means they liked you and they wanted you around and they're trying to find a, a place, you know, for yeah. you almost. You want right. the second thing. So that's cool. I like... I like that you said that too. Cause yeah, they were, they're like, Hey, you know, if they're, you know, send me your stuff and we'll see what we can do. Also a no from own. That's great. Like once we asked Roxanne Gay to do the podcast and she said, no, I'm like, this is the best no of my life. I know. Right. <laughs> yeah. What an honor. Oprah could spit on me. I'm like, wow. To get a no from Roxanne Gay. <laughs> As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, man. Wait, so how 
gay is your stand-up or how gay has it always been? It's fun to watch it over the years because I started dating girls probably when I first moved out here about eight years ago. And then in college and stuff, I would just kind of hook up with him. And then I had a boyfriend at the time in college. He was the one who told me I was gay. He was like, you keep asking about my my sister. Can you just go figure that out? (laughs) And um, so... You figure it out. So it's been fun to That's see. That's an ally, actually. For real, though. It really, it really is. <laughs> he really is. He's such a good friend. Yeah, you know, I could tell he's, he's still kind of pissed about it, but he still is like, you know, he still helps out with some things. But over the years, if I look at my comedy, it goes like, yeah, I started dating girls and stuff when I first did it. And then throughout the the last few years, this is, well, I guess this is another segue. My ex brought me this thing. And yes, I, it's a little pooch. For our listeners, it's a puppy. It's a very cute pupper. It's a, oh yeah, it's a puppy. Sorry, podcast. Uh, it's a puppy. <laughs> so then I have all, you know, my jokes about like my dog and gay stuff like that. So it's it's fluidly pretty gay and it has been for the last, I would say, seven years. But I, I yeah, I still have some, you know, some jokes talking about, you know, talking about. Yeah dudes and stuff same there's some <laughs> jokes about like dudes like i'm bi i've been with a woman for almost five years yeah wow and have been like on and off girls and boys like switching off for a while but like just because i've been with women for so long i it feels like i should cut out some of the jokes about dudes but they just do so well that they'll never take them out <laughs> right right i gotta relate to a general audience on something too you know yeah also audiences get like easily confused they're like what a dude but you just said that you also were with a woman <laughs> yeah right? they don't get like, it no i've had people walk up to me after yeah they're still they still don't know about bisexuality. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right, right, right. Speaking of gay. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a better segue? No, speaking of gay is perfect. <laughs> Our topic this episode is pride. Do you want to talk about pride with us today? Yes. Let's get into it. I mean, I feel like everyone's already starting to plan for it. We're certainly getting emails about events. It's the beginning of April. Yeah. So when is Pride in New York? Is it the end of June or the beginning of July? Oh, end right. Of June. End. Because I, yeah, LA does Pride towards the beginning of June, right? Yeah. We're the beginning of June. So I always try to make it to that one. But you sometimes you guys overlap with the San Fran one. Do you remember your first Pride experience? Like how old were you? Yeah. I was like, I was 18. My first Pride. It was in Phoenix. Huh. And uh, went home with this girl who was the bartender of this spot. And she kept asking if I knew her name. That was like her thing. Like, I, I feel like it was almost like a... Like Rumpelstiltskin? <laughs> like, she was... <laughs> she wanted to make sure I... Well, it could have been anything. I didn't know it. So I just like, okay. I could tell that it was like turning her on to know, you know, like, you know, like, you know, you know my name, right? Like, say it or whatever. And I kept saying like, yeah, I know it. I know it. I'm like, just wait, you know? But I couldn't figure it out. And we had hooked up that night. And I was trying to figure out some way to get, you know, back to where my friends were or whatever. It was time to leave. And she was like, okay, I put my number 
I put my name, you know, my number in your phone or whatever. And she goes to give me the phone. And she's like, wait, but like, you remember, you know, you know my name, right? You know how to find me or whatever. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know how to find you or whatnot. And then it, uh, gave me the phone. It was amazing. I was 18. She was like older. And so I was like, wow, I'm incredible. Like I thought, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I was just like, you know, like, like I was like the bartender. Yeah. That's was the bartender. She was hot. She was like this tall model girl. And just like, I just felt amazing. And then so I was feeling good. I got out of there. And uh, yeah, I didn't know her number or her name or anything because she had put it in her phone. She didn't call it. I didn't know what it was or how to like ever find it. I was like, maybe she'll call me or whatnot. And like, that's how I handled it. You know what I mean? Instead of like being an adult now, I would have just been like, listen, I fucked up last night. I don't know it. My way around it was like, hmm, well, maybe, you know, she'll call me or whatever. Or maybe I'll see her out. But I wasn't 21, so I couldn't like go out. I could only go to Pride. So yeah, so now when people put their numbers and their names and stuff in my phone, I make sure it says every detail. Like it says like Pride, shrooms, um, Saturday, <laughs> and we hope Aquarius you know, rising. Aquarius <laughs> rising. You had, you know, Persian savage. No, Persian <laughs> savage. <laughs> oh, oh I have it. all the details now, but yeah, yeah that was my first pride. Phoenix. I, I mean, that's a part of the country I like, I know nothing about, honestly. Like, I don't know what the queer scene is like. Mm -hmm. Is it a fun pride? Lots of traffic. <laughs> you know, is it? I went to school, I went to college in Tucson, so I don't really know much about the gay stuff out there other than like my time there in college. I don't know a lot, but Tucson is gorgeous. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh. Do you not think Tucson's gorgeous? Oh, wow. I, yeah, I don't. Well, that's because you're in L.A. now, and it's probably I, a lot more gorgeous. I, I went to Tucson, and it, it was so beautiful out there. What year did you go? A cute little downtown, like three years ago. The downtown is amazing. I love all their cuteness or whatever, but three years ago is good. I guess I wouldn't, uh, I had it, you know, that was years ago, but it, it to me is just kind of like, I don't know, like they, the streets are really messed up and like always like, you know, like that's my one thing I have about it. I'm like, <laughs> I hit a pothole in 2017 and wow. You know, <laughs> if you like deserts, and seeing some cactuses. You have to like deserts and like rocks and shit. Yeah, and yeah, cactuses yeah, 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 or whatnot. Because yeah, yeah. once you yeah. see a rattlesnake and a scorpion and a pothole, no, you're, thank it's, you. a, it's a wrap. Yeah, yeah once you're just no, like no, somewhere no. you're just trying to have like wine outside and then there's like live animals coming at you, then I could see it loses its charm. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, that's cute that you, I didn't want to like yuck your yum or whatever, but I just, um, oh, I just no, no, learned that. No. That was really uh, funny, though, because I like I drove through Phoenix, but I went to Tucson for like four or five days and I was like, oh, Tucson's like super cute. But Phoenix just seems like a, a lot of traffic and like suburbs. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, we're talking about Pride. <laughs> we're talking about Pride. Yeah, Phoenix Pride was OK. I've been to um, L.A. Pride. I'm trying to get to New York Pride. So if that's ever a thing, I'd love to meet up with y'all. Yeah. Yes. San Fran Pride. So this was going to be my first Pride. I was going to DJ on the main stage. So wow. 2020 was. So I was going to, I was working on uh, submitting to different festivals and letting them know about different people of color that are also DJs and performers. I felt like it was either, you know, it was very like gay white boy performers, if anything. And then yeah. if anything, they kind of keep the same DJs every year. So I wrote and mm -hmm. they responded. We're trying to figure out what's going on with this year, if we do it or, or whatnot. But I was just going to make it the gayest, queerest, you know, most beautiful lesbian-esque event. We're working on how to like do that now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You always have a place to stay for New York Pride. Thank you. Crush them with us. Uh, yeah, I remember 
LA Pride is earlier than New York. So like I remember seeing it was like LA Pride was called in 2020, but like there was no word on the other prides yet. And LA yeah. was the first to call it because they have it earlier in the year. I'm talking about obviously 2020 Pride. And that yeah. was just like one we all knew, like, oh, all the prides are done. Right. So. Including straight pride. Which oh, is, uh, the state fair. <laughs> I was gonna be like, wait, straight that's pride what I call straight pride happened. is all the state fairs. Yeah, it happened, though. <laughs> <laughs> it happened in Boston. Yes, yeah. no, that, there was the five person straight pride in Boston, but there's also the state fairs. Which yeah, the Iowa state fair. They love their dairy. What can you do? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I have only been to Chicago Pride. And have I even been to New York Pride since living here? I don't think I have. Wow. I've been here for a few years, but I, I've been to the Dyke March, which is the day before the Pride Parade. I mean, yeah. that, that's, That's part pride, of pride, right? I've done New York Pride and I've done Atlanta Pride. And then New Orleans has like five prides or something. And I went to one of them. New Orleans is a little bit confusing. There's always gays on parade there. And uh, yeah. I went to one of that them and fine. that was actually a lot of fun. It was just like a bunch of gay men coming up to us on the side and just like covering our bodies with glitter and all the mm-hmm. women just like taking their bras off and just being covered in glitter on the street. And it was uh, a nice, Fuck, I love it. A nice little thing. But Atlanta pride is still my favorite. Also it's because of the free samples. They have a lot of free samples. There's a lot of corporations headquartered in Atlanta and they give good samples oh, at the pride thing. Yeah. Like food samples or like gay, like little things. No. Like Delta, is giving out drink coupons. Procter and Gamble is giving out toilet paper. I mean, I was like, I had like shopping bags. Home Depot was giving out multi-use tools for the lesbians. Yeah, yeah. They, they were handing out tools off the float, and I'm like, this is for me. This, this pride, <laughs> man, is including my kind. And then I came to New York Pride. I'm like, wow. If if Atlanta Pride, if I cleaned up with like the lube and everything else, this is gonna be. Great. Great. And then New York Pride, they're a little stingy. <laughs> yeah, you got spoiled a little bit. So now you're like, what? You're not going to give me a, a whole ass tool? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The same thing happened to me, actually. I'm trying to find it. There was this, uh, it's called Proud. It's downtown LA Pride. And this library was giving out little uh, vibrators. I'm trying to find it. I literally have it right here. What? Somewhere. They were giving out these little vibrators. Man. And it has like, that's all you need. That's what I'm saying. So once you get, you know, once you get a little, you know, butt plug or something nice, you're like, oh, fuck this pride. Like, you don't have any butt plugs. <laughs> and they were giving library right. cards out, too, with the with the little vibrators. It was it was super cute. That is I, yeah. I could find it. Cute. Well, I found my uh, mustache. I've been looking. I've been looking for it. There's this character <laughs> character I do with this uh, with this mustache, but I haven't been able What's to do name? it. What's the name? Um, his name's Latrell. Great. Yeah. Feels so 90s. I don't know. Yeah, I love I it. <laughs> sure, sure. You can tell I like f- found him in an improv scene and couldn't think of a name, like a black man's name. It's like, uh, Latrell. Yeah. <laughs> he was on two episodes of Living Single. Yep. Yeah, right. <laughs> love it. Oh, man. That's okay. Here's... Mm, uh, I want to like pride. I really do. <laughs> I want to like mm-hmm. the parades. But hot take. Uh, <laughs> why is it so hard? Um, maybe I don't know if this is the deal in LA or Atlanta, but like in Chicago, it felt like there was no 
consideration for human bodies. Like the, maybe the streets weren't wide enough, but like it's New York too. It was like a hazard. Like it was like, is it normal to just be like in a mosh pit, just going where the crowd pushes you being like body to body and just shoved around? Is that every pride in every That's city? That's how the West Village is. And it, it took me, I tried to leave pride my first year in New York pride and it took us an hour and a half to get to a subway station. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Because the parade and New York Pride, and I don't go anymore, because it lasts for nine hours. Because it's so corporate. <laughs> That's not even an exaggeration. Yeah. It's so corporate that they have mm-hmm. so many floats, and then by the time you get all the not-for-profits in, the politicians, the groups, whatever, and like the few fun floats, it lasts a really long time, so all the streets are blocked off, and you can't really yeah. get anywhere. It's just the sidewalk, but it's... Thousands and thousands of bodies. I In Chicago, I lived at the cross streets where Halstead and Belmont, and it's exactly like the front opening. It's the beginning of the gay village in Chicago. And I was mm-hmm. still in the closet. Like, I was like, I knew I was <laughs> queer, but not really talking about it. But like, was 20 and living there. So I wasn't going to run out to the parade because I was still not out to myself. But also, like, I literally couldn't leave my apartment. Like, there would be police, like, barricades around my spot. And I would get trapped in there. And, like, literally the stage that people were performing on, like, Leah Delaria was performing outside my window. (laughs) Wow. Performing? Was she singing jazz? What was she doing? (laughs) Just screaming stand-up. Okay. (laughs) But... What's up, dykes? No, like, I literally couldn't get out. Like, it was... So I felt like for my first few years in Chicago when I did live in that apartment, like, I was there for eight prides. There were some good ones. But, like, those first few years, I, like, associated it with, like, a panic attack and, like, not... Like, physically couldn't leave. Like, I tried once and got trampled. My own girlfriend, Chicago Pride, Allie, got... (laughs) She fell. She got pushed for a block and a half, lost her friends and fell and got trampled by people and was saved by a huge drag queen. I <laughs> was like, get up and picked her up. Oh, my God. And just like carried her with one arm. Kind of incredible. Yeah. A lot of stories like that. So I'm just like, how normal is that for other cities? Prides? You started that uh, story and I was like, oh, this is sad. Why is she saying this? And it ended so well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. She like still talks about the drag queen and I don't know. It's very funny to her. The memory traumatizing and funny but yeah i don't know i always uh get like claustrophobic like the last two years i went to the gay beach in new york and there's a pride celebration there it's just not a parade it's just like everyone's i could see how y'all streets would be super narrow but even here it's just like kind of an unorganized event that you you have to pretty much be blacked out or 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 smoked weed or 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 not i used to have sober friends that go but my preference, you have to be like just either super happy with your life or blacked out in stone because it is kind of or- unorganized and you, you know what I mean? You could kind of tell it was just kind of um, put up to, you know, for the performances, like get to the stage, but everything else is super narrow and hard to get to and, and whatnot. And so similar experiences, uh, I guess, like you would say too, it, it is kind of hard to like. So if you can find like a dike day party or another party like that, I, I enjoy that too. Yeah. I'm all yeah. for the like after party culture. Sure, the like yes, the the events on the side, the yeah. actual pride parade has become, you know, it's a lot of quote unquote allies there. A lot of like families start going. You get a, in New York, you get a ton of tourists who come. Oh yeah, and they're just 
you know, watching the gays like it's a National Geographic show. <laughs> and, and I'm not here for that. Yeah. And that's why I converted to the Dyke March. I'm like, I'm only going to the Dyke March and then Pride parties from now on. Because the Dyke March, it's like that feels gay. Like, <laughs> gay to me. Not just gay, but like, dinky. It's like, no bullshit! Same. We're not cooperating with cops and wear black and get in line! Like, it's just... And, and the straight people, like, don't know what's going on. Like, I remember my wife and I... <laughs> We left like we were so close to the end of the dike march, but we were so hungry and we're like, okay, let's go get something to eat. So we walk into this restaurant and we have like our sign about like immigration (laughs) rights and whatever. And and the woman there was like, what's going on out there? (laughs) I'm like, you should know by now. Yeah, for real. This happens every year. It's the dike march. Funny business was tomorrow. (laughs) <laughs> it's always the day before right 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 and when I was like it was the dyke march she got so uncomfortable and she's like oh that's fine that's fine and I'm like yeah I know <laughs> yeah I don't know if LA had this but you know this last pride I did participate in it but it was like you know hot off of the George Floyd protest it was like we're right. gonna this year pride is not cooperating with police. This is a protest. Pride was always a protest. Mm -hmm. And it was like a real march because regular Pride was canceled. Like, we didn't even have to deal with any of that. It wasn't even like a boycott because it didn't exist. It was like, this is what we're here to do. It was a lot of marching past people, brunching, like a lot of straight, cis, het, white people. Yeah. On the street, obviously, can't be indoors for brunch. Um, Mm -hmm. And just like this... Real Black Lives Matter pride collab march, Mm -hmm. marching Mm -hmm. through their tables. And it was Mm -hmm. just the most like delightfully uncomfortable thing I'd ever been a part of. And I wanted to know if that was like going on in L.A. too. Yeah, we had a very similar um, experience marching through things like that. Were people in L.A. surprised to see people walking outside? Was that like... You know what is so crazy? I'm loving that you said this because the area that we marched in, everybody was kind of marching. It was, and if they weren't, or if they were working, you couldn't, the area hadn't been adapted for outside seating unless it already had it yet. So it was kind of like rare. And it was nice because if someone was working, they would pop their head out, you know, and anyone that didn't like it, there were people that were driving and like would be dicks and honk and like kind of scatter through. But as opposed to the residents and the businesses we walked through, if they didn't know what they were clapping for, they were like, kind of like, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. I have a black friend. I got one, you know, but the majority of the people were um, kind of marching with us, but also because they, you know, you kind of had to, if you were in that area, it was just kind of known. Yeah, it was nice after there was a few people, like I guess Rihanna was up front and there was um, a few other people in the, uh, in the front kind of, you know, directing it. So based off their Instagram, it was kind of like everyone was knew we had to meet on that street and everyone knew we were going to walk for like seven miles to where we needed to go. So it was kind of like, you know, just kind of go there. So I love that you just told me your story because I would have loved to do that because there has been marches and protests I've gone to where people have been, you know, just having their day and you, and that's what was important to them at the time. And I love right. the fact of them seeing us, you know, be activists and, and at least they're having that conversation, I'm sure, like, you know, at the very least, but. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, we were, I mean, trolling as we were marching through them too. We're like, please, Tip extra clap clap. clap, yeah. clap, clap. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, 
the juxtaposition for was sure. a delight. For sure. <laughs> Does LA have a dyke march? Uh, yeah, it's the uh, Saturday before the Saturday night pride. So, and it's okay. at a it's at a park a, uh, a few miles away. So, yeah, they don't really march. <laughs> yeah, we kind of just sit there. But it is called a. It is. <laughs> oh no! On Friday, they all ride um motorcycles the dykes on bikes yeah dykes on bikes yes yeah (laughs) so yeah so my first year at that one was 2019 which was great yeah they do they do have a dyke march but the ones i've been to i've just i've been sitting there (laughs) i didn't march i didn't move so you know i feel like a dyke march could also be just a bunch of queers in a park smoking up like showing off their dogs and shit yeah exactly that's what it was (laughs) yeah It's good, I mean, to get Pride back to its roots because it, for a while, was feeling super commercial, like as being queer got more accepted by the mainstream, it seemed like something that it's like, oh, everybody can participate in this. And then you have, uh, (laughs) what was it, the the Chase Bank melody in Union Square that was like all decked out for pride and someone took a picture and was like, oh, Taylor Swift's new apartment. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Just everybody like being maybe a little bit over supportive and we're like, okay. But this started out as a riot and I am so ashamed to admit that honestly, for so long, I didn't know much about queer history. Like I kind of knew what the Stonewall riots were, but I didn't really No, until I actually moved to New York and I saw a play called Hit the Wall and it was about the Stonewall riots and how they kind of unfolded and how it got kicked off kind of with like basically the queers being in a bad mood over uh, Judy Garland dying. Yeah. (laughs) And like that, I mean, all this stuff was like, they were being harassed constantly by people and the police, but then it's just like mixed that with, with grief. And then it was like, you know, fuck this. We're not going to take it anymore. There was so Mm -hmm. much, it was like a hot summer night. People were like agitated. Yeah. There was. Yeah. What's also crazy about that too, is like when I lived in Atlanta, I think this was back in 2000, nine that shit was still happening like the eagle club in atlanta it's like a gay leather club predominantly black clientele was raided by police and i remember it i i know that they sued i don't know whatever became of that but the police raided without a warrant without anything forced the men onto the ground and searched them for Mm -hmm. for things and it was like super crazy and super violent and unnecessary and but Mm -hmm. that's the stuff that happened all the time back then back in like stonewall times you know that was like a regular occurrence but it's crazy that it still happens and i'm sure like in in other parts of the country it it still goes on today yeah for sure the judy garland thing is super key because that is for sure an excuse to already be one a gay and two upset and (laughs) how emotional that day already must have been for the gay community and then these motherfuckers want to come and start some shit so i could just see like that's like right beyonce being killed and then us being at pride just trying to have a good time and being gay and then yeah no you can't be gay here and also you know we don't care that you're mourning yeah right I, I, i didn't even know the judy garland thing that was a cool little 
a little topper. So I feel you though. I feel you though, in terms of like being like, I wish I would have known some of this stuff, but shit like like conversations like this help because it just adds to our gayness and our stories and just, you know, a lifetime of just learning about us, I guess. Because it's not like they were teaching this in schools or anything. And then. Hell no. Hell no. Right. Right. And, you know, when you realize that you're gay, then you're like, all right, now I'm like really focused on trying to hook up with women and not learning about gay history. Like that wasn't on my mind. I wasn't like, who came before me? You know, (laughs) sure. I I watched a documentary about Harvey Milk, but I wasn't like looking to, you know, learn everything about it. And it wasn't until I was like approaching my 30s that I even got a clue. And that was after like a decade of living what I thought was this like extremely gay life. (laughs) Right, right. Same. Literally same. Up until my late 20s, I had no idea. But I was like... But I saw milk <laughs> and milk came out at like 2008. That was like the extent of my right. understanding. And I saw milk and it made me sad and angry. So I'm a gay activist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do, do we think it's like the internet and like memes and Instagram and stuff that has educated people? It feels like because, oh, yeah. You know, I didn't know who Marsha P. Johnson was Listen, for, for years. Baby. For years. And now. She's everywhere. But if you have Instagram <laughs> with those infographic stacks, like, right, right. like we're learning so much at record right. paces. But yeah, we didn't have access to a lot of that information that would like normally align with our interests and culture like a lot of the younger people are right now. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to mm-hmm. see an infographic stack if you're following even your favorite queer musician, they're going to share one. And I don't know. It's just so much easier. Mm-hmm. now to mm-hmm. get educated if you want to yeah and it's like says like five words too and so it's like good for the people like me who can't comprehend anything like it just take it'll say like five words and it'll be like things you should know about Masha P. Johnson you know what yeah. I mean and then you're like oh I'm into this let me go <laughs> to the next one and then the next one will have a few words and like and and it's just enough to be like up to your friends like yo did y'all know this and like you know now you're the expert you know <laughs> right you know? yeah rolling into a party like yeah i'm the smart one right do you feel compelled to celebrate pride each year or is that something that you actually look forward to is it like do you see it as an opportunity to meet people and hook up or to like reunite with friends what's pride to you Thank you for saying the second thing, because yes, of course, like when you first asked the question, I was going to have kind of like a long emotional quote, like a whole story behind, you know, how I feel, you know, gay and free. And it's the only place I feel gay and free. But it's not true at all. Like I for sure go there Mm -hmm. to fuck. (laughs) And and, and it's, it's been good because I got one pride without being in a, in a relationship. And then now I just feel (laughs) just ready to just, um, meet people and if not you know fuck then fuck later and whatever and just yeah it's a it's a good place to um hook up and 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 just be free and and be seen for a little bit and just be reminded that there's other queers out there other than the ones you know in, at your neighborhood bar and just it's a good reminder of the beauty and the reason why you're gay I guess you know yeah I mean people are there for all sorts of reasons I'm Never single at Pride because I'm chronically married and 
sounds so much better though. So chronically married sounds so aggressively hot. <laughs> yeah, it's great. So then it becomes a thing of like, okay, Pride is a time that like I'll meet up with friends who I don't see much, but I know they'll be at Pride. Or yeah. it's fun just to kind of observe like a lot of the baby gays at Pride having their first Pride and just going like out of their mind and being <laughs> like sloppy drunk and making out with like whoever walks by. And just it's like all the love in the universe has like hit them on this one. One day and you know that like <laughs> normally they are just like so unhappy but here they're just like letting it all out on the table so yo spot on yeah. <laughs> it's so good yeah it's so good yeah everyone's so hot and DTF and having the time of their lives. And it's hard for me to tell who's actually gay. Like, it's just because it's for allies, too. It's the time of the year where all the straight girls look so queer. For sure. Because they're in rainbows. So you're like, oh, they must be. And it's the most confusing day. Right. <laughs> just confused. I remember not like hitting on people when I was single and younger and going to pride parades and like not being sure still. <laughs> so lurking. <laughs> yeah. Just in the corner of the bar. But that's great that you get down at Pride. I mean, what do you even say is like, a, how do you approach someone at Pride? I'm trying to think of like a line I've used definitely for sure. Um, I definitely asked people, you know, like the simple, do you like girls or do you like them tonight? At least <laughs> many years, Prides ago, to sold myself. I like, I was like done. Like, I don't want to hook up with straight girls or any girls like it that were, you know, I didn't want to be someone's curiosity anymore. Right. And I told myself that, but I think asking at pride, I've, I've just kind of asked in terms of just been like, yeah, you know, do you like girls or, or, or do you not? And, or I guess the dance floor helps because like, if your ass is grinding on me, then I'm just, I'm like, how do I describe this? Like, motion I'm making um like the inner um daddy like kind of like I'm trying to explain like like I'm ripping off my shirt in terms of like gives me my like confidence in terms of like dancing and being danced upon I'm like okay well then like cool yes you know like we don't even need to talk then we don't I don't even have to ask you a question we're just gonna dance and have a good time and that to me is like kind of my go my the, the doors open that's good. So I'm not good. I really, and I, I probably sound so cool on this podcast, but I really have no chill. I really don't. I'm usually uh, stoned. People always think I like do coke when I'm stoned I, and I talk a lot and people are like, oh, fuck, you have coke. I'm like, no, I'm actually just really stoned. But no, I like sativas and that's actually it. Uh <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> yeah, actually only sativas and uppers or whatever. And so I have no chill when I go up to girls and stuff. I'm like, I'm like, are you queer? If not, it's cool. Just let me know. If you're not, I don't know. You know, like they haven't even a- answered the question yet. I'm like, if you're cool, you know, if you're not, or like, you know, you like, whatever. And, and I'm like, why the fuck are you still talking? You're still talking. Are you still asking the question? And so I've no chill. Like, so me describing it sounds way cooler than, than I actually am. Because I'm like, yeah, if someone's ass is on me, then I'm just going to fuck all night. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> no, because you have no chill, maybe, and you like are chattier. I think that's great that like your zone at Pride seems to be at like the after part or just like the dancier 
Yeah. Part where I love how you said dancing and being danced upon because that's <laughs> huge for me. Like I need someone to dance upon me for dance me to finally me. realize Fair something lady. might happen. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think it's like really the after parties. I've noticed girls that I've like noticed girls and like had my eyes on them at um the parade and we'll later see them at a dance party or like an after yep. party situation and the dancing upon yeah. um, <laughs> is the best part. Mm-hmm. For yeah. sure. So it's not really the actual parade. I'm like, how do you approach someone in broad daylight? <laughs> no, nah, right. you could wait till the after parties. This is more, I'm right. always thinking about the baby gays who listen to the podcast and are like, right. send in like listener questions regarding this specifically. So yeah. just wait, just dance upon someone or wait until you're yeah. danced upon. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like June-ish. <laughs> uh, what is your wildest pride memory? Fuck, oh, these questions are so good. <laughs> I guess, so I'm going to make this short, this answer. My best and most favorite and most beautiful, emotional, extreme, intense pride was the year of the Orlando shooting because it was the Sunday that we all we had all found out it was Sunday. And it was a whole day of this crying and really intense and hugging your friends and calling a lot of your friends and just being everyone just wanted to be with each other and be together. And there was everyone. It was that weird, like, should we go or should we not? And then once it hit to everyone, like, no, we have we have to fucking go. We have Mm -hmm. to go. In honor of all of that, we have to go. We have to be there. And it was just finally everyone just went. And when everyone got there, I remember the sun was going down. We just, we all hugged each other. And a friend had said, you know what? I bet it wouldn't have been in a better, rather more beautiful place than that to happen. Like, if you're going to take me out, take me out at, at Pride, being my most gay, happiest self. And you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. and and that kind of helped it be really make it realize like we had to go off for these people. We just and we just danced our asses off and we cried and we hold each other and we did a lot of poppers. And it was just like it <laughs> you know, it was just so beautiful and wonderful. And I think that will always be my favorite because it was no other choice. Like I had it helped me kind of really find my voice and be out and be outspoken and 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 just be really upfront and, and big and go balls to the wall, which I think a lot of people could have taken it as like, oh, well, I'm going to be, you know, kind of gay inside because I don't want to be, you know, just like a target. So that for short. So that was 2016. Um, 16. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was right. I had the same kind of reaction that month, that whole month after the Pulse nightclub shootings, I was just thinking about my queerness, the community, a lot of it, and went into that pride. It felt like with like some more purpose, but Mm -hmm. just that whole year was crazy, crazy leading up to (laughs) the election. So yeah, that specific pride sticks out to me for a lot of reasons, but that being one of them, especially. Wow. That pride sticks out to me because that was the pride that my ex-wife had left me just a couple of weeks before. So I didn't go to pride and I was like numb to the whole pulse thing. And I was in my own like pit of despair and crying every day. So yeah, that was the year I skipped pride. (laughs) 
wasn't feeling too proud of being gay when I was going through a divorce. Understandable. The literally best, most awful excuse for sure to miss. And also cool that you're just now married and happy. And just, I needed to hear you say that because I am happy, but it's also good to know that like breakups lead to like another, just a wonderful, happy person and relationship. Yes. Yes, for sure. Big time. Yeah. You did it right. Yeah. It- <laughs> It turned out fine. It turned out for the best and and it turned out great. But yeah, I remember that pride. I was like, how am I going to fucking go celebrate pride when I feel all this shame? Because I just ruined gay marriage like the straights thought we would, (laughs) you know, (laughs) thought I had to keep this one together just to show the straights. Right. (laughs) And I couldn't even do that. Mm -hmm. Like I knew that divorce was the right thing but the things that made me resistant to it were like but the wedding was so nice and people are going to be disappointed in us but we're failing the gays you know (laughs) Uh, yeah we do that though as women like we make these excuses for us because we're so used to being just treated like shit that we like make excuses to why this is okay. Like, Oh, the wedding or, you know, or, you know, that this fun time, or we have the same song or whatever. And just like, I, right. I do that shit all the time, like make excuses for why we thought it was good or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or especially like anytime you feel tokenized, I'm like, well, you know, a lot of my friends are straight and I'm like the one gay wedding they've been to and I'm the one gay wedding in the family. So like now it's all going to shit. And they're no, like, oh, I hate that thought for you. <laughs> right. Oh, wow. Right. But you have to get over it. You really took on the weight of the world. <laughs> oh, of you, course. You really <laughs> I don't know. I'm just like, whatever. I don't know. I'm over it. I got over it. <laughs> yeah. But right. like, but yeah, yeah I course. thought like, oh my gosh, I am taking us five steps back here when yeah. I thought that I was doing a good thing by getting married. I mean, gay marriage was legalized the year before. <laughs> Makes sense. Right, right. <laughs> right. It was. Uh, what is pride going to look like this year even? Rainbow masks. <laughs> Rainbow masks, of course. <laughs> it's just so much backlash against... World of Pride? Is that the name of the actual Pride organization that puts on New York Pride? And I don't I know so, how yeah. it goes for other cities, but like they got so much backlash after this year being yeah. like, we're not ever going to go back to rainbow capitalism. A lot of yes. organizers of, we had the queer march, which was like the protest march in response to Pride. And the queer right. march organization was going after Pride and, you know, criticizing valid points it costs like thirty thousand dollars to have a float there all the non-profit ones immediately go to the back all the actual people in the community go to the back yeah the people doing the work and the community members way back (laughs) yeah but then corporations get floats and then they're like ally employees are riding the floats who aren't even queer and they're like getting great billing at pride (laughs) right so i don't know what if there's going to be a change what it's going to look like for these prides following just like all of the protests and valid points raised at last year's pride me no no i don't know i don't know i wish there was like an app or some shit or like a a site you know (laughs) let us know like how what's going on yeah Yeah, i mean what i know what i'm hoping for it's like keep taking the corporate money but pay queer performers a past guest of the podcast who i don't know if she would want to be named or not but was actually asked to perform at la pride to fly out there from new york Hmm. and perform 
And the budget they gave her, her payment for the whole oh, thing, no. and she was having like backup dancers was like a thousand bucks or something. It, it was just like insane for her to fly from New York to LA with two dancers. Oh no. And perform at LA Pride. And it's like, pay queer performers, give them money. This is the time to like pay them and invest in them and give them a platform. Shouldn't pride be about that? Shouldn't pride be about nourishing our own community with money? (laughs) Right. And also pay us in other months besides June and book us outside of June too, you know? Right, right. (laughs) Yeah. August 1st is a weird day (laughs) to go around, walk around Midtown or down downtown LA it's just like the little wants to book me on their comedy show (laughs) (laughs) are you guys still interested just gay tumbleweeds (laughs) hello rainbow tumbleweeds floating past you (laughs) bookings be popping in June Truly. Anything Brie on Pride that we haven't hit on that you wanted to talk about before we wrap up? Any Hopes, dreams, dreams. <laughs> hexes. This was so wonderful and I'm I'm really happy and I love it. This was fun and informative and I learned more about Mashmi Johnson as long as everyone out there listens and knows more about Masha and who she was and you know goes from there. Don't like get overwhelmed by the fact that you don't know because I get I get super overwhelmed when I don't know something that's black or gay and I'm like, oh fuck, I'm, I'm right. an awful person. You know, it's never too late to to learn. And I think this is, this went well. Yes. Hell yeah. Yeah. Keep learning about Stonewall, Marsha, Pride. Watch Paris is Burning. Watch The Death and Life of Marsha P. Johnson. There's Before Stonewall. There's We Were Here. There's Outrage documentary. Yeah. And also keep learning about Brie. Brie, where can we find (laughs) you on social media? Where can we listen to your SoundCloud? Where can we see what's up? Um, pretty much, pretty much everything. Um, y'all are the queen of segues. I swear to God. <laughs> I just, these transitions are so good. That's all Carolyn. www.briegeiger.com. B-R-I-G-I-G-E-R.com. I'll have everything on there. Um, up. I, I mainly do stand-up, um, musical comedy. And so I have, working on putting all of that out there too. I have a few of that up there, but that's mainly what I do. If you ever see a show, um, I hope you get to see both aspects of it and, yeah, all my stuff's out there. And uh, I make little songs and birthday songs for my friends. And maybe I'll put more up because I didn't know that they were accessible. And I love that you heard that. And now you are to my prison yeah. savage. So Yes, thank you. That's all I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Keep putting out more songs because they're showing up right away. And <laughs> I think, I don't know, a lot of eyes and ears could get on them. And I certainly did. And I'm not mad about it. (laughs) I'm not mad either. That's great. And then, and of course, the Persian host of the show got to like see that as like (laughs) my first thing. Oh, I'll find anything Persian related. Melody, if you ever decide to get back on Twitter and you have a tweet go viral, you can be like, this isn't my SoundCloud. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a great one. If I Persian ever get a viral Savage. tweet and I have to reply to it to promote You're a SoundCloud, the SoundCloud, it is for sure yours. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Perfect. Start a new trend. Thanks, Bree. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks so much, Bree. This was fun. Y'all, this is so good. Thanks. Thanks again.
All right, Melody, I know you're Persian, but don't be too savage in answering this listener question we have for today. Voy, 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 Carolyn. <laughs> and I hope you listened to her song because she does say that. I did. I did. Uh, okay. Oh, <laughs> of course. course. Is like the Persian, like, Yes. Oh my God. I, I had to or... listen to the song because I wasn't sure if you were sending it like this is an offensive song or this is amazing. So I was listening through to determine what kind Thrilled of. to have come across it. Because sometimes we'll send each other things without comment. Without comment. And it's like, how am I supposed to react to this? You yeah. never know. All right. Let's All get right. into it. This week's listener question When the both of you were dating, parentheses, I know it's been a while. Mm-hmm. What were your favorite ways to meet new ladies and favorite date ideas? COVID hasn't made the dating scene easy. My go-to idea was always dinner, but keeping masks in place over the course of a date rules out eating and a lot of other things. Mm. Let's think back. Let's go back, back to 2015. I mean, my favorite ways to meet ladies has always been at work, unfortunately. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I mean, I guess I did that too, dating a comedian. Right, right. No, when I was when I was single, I went out to gay bars. And unfortunately, a lot of the dyke bars have closed. But if you do live near one and but COVID, that doesn't help. So I don't know if I have necessarily COVID tips. Like okay, when I did ask someone out on a date, dinner was always my go-to thing. But I think that there are fun outdoor stuff. The weather is getting nicer, and I would love a park day or doing things outside. Hiking feels like a very yeah gay, safe date that you can do where you can get like a lot of talking in and then get your endorphins going. But can you know. get a lot of talking in if your endorphins are going so hard? Maybe a. Well, I'm not not hiking Everest or anything. I don't know. Uh... I feel like L.A. dykes and their hikes. I feel like I couldn't go on what an L.A. lesbian first date hike would constitute. But right, that's right. too specific. Um, yeah, I think COVID has really impacted dating, maybe in a good way. Like you don't have to go and watch each other eat anymore. There's so many new inventive ideas that have come out of the pandemic that'll hopefully stay going on a picnic, going to like a bird sanctuary or, you know, is that what they're called? Yeah. Bird watching. Yeah. I think it makes dating more fun, more creative to go to a dog outside a dog beach. Even if you don't have dogs. I did that once actually with a girl. Yeah. When I lived in Atlanta, I used to go to the dog park and uh, dog watch because my dog didn't do well in dog parks. So we would just watch the rest of the dogs be cute and have fun. That is a great lesbian first date. Let's go to the dog park. Yeah. I went, we brought a blanket and sat and watched the dog run part of the park. Love it. Uh, What else did I do? I loved before we had to eat al fresco, getting a drink outside mm-hmm. I would get really like self-conscious about people listening to our date and judging it because I do that <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> and I like being outside made it like 
you know, there's more environment and right, like you're right. more like stimulated. Yeah, I think the harder thing too is though, how do you meet people right now? But I'm oh, guessing yeah, apps. The apps, baby. Why 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 not Lex? This is a great time for apps. I was never an app person. I liked going out and meeting people in person, but I was such an app person. It's so great that the apps are here now specifically for this. And I mean, I know dating's hard. I'm not saying like, it's easy. What's the problem? What are you doing? But also Dog Park. I think Dog Park is the best answer to all of this. Where to meet. Hell yeah. People to date. What to do on a date. What to do after a date. Queer trivia. Even virtual events. I've witnessed it. I did a queer comedy show and saw people in the chat, like, talking and, like, exchanging Instagram handles. Right, right. Most likely went off and DM'd each other, but it was a queer show, and they probably went into it knowing there's going to be a bunch of queers in the Zoom. I'm going to shoot my shot in the comment section, and it worked for this person. So, like, if you attend, like, a queer trivia zoom even go in knowing that it's a potential new dating pool i don't know as you are bar plug for (laughs) yeah go to as you are bar they have literally speed dating events virtual Virtual. events from it i'm glad they're doing it because we couldn't figure it out yeah we were so overwhelmed by trying to coordinate a speed dating thing but best of luck and please keep us posted we would love to hear more about I want to hear more about people's dating stories. Yeah, tell us and then we can relay the information because, yeah, yeah, as you knew, we probably wouldn't like have the best, the freshest ideas. But maybe people will give us some for us to shout out. Email us, dykingout at gmail.com if you have any tips for this listener. I like to share the information that, you know, I feel like we're sitting on top of this vast dyke resource of all these listeners. So let's help each other out. We're happy to pass on the good tips unless you're keeping the good tips for, for yourself. <laughs> you're cleaning up and you don't want to let your secrets out. Unless you got a, you know a real good spot. Yeah. You don't have to give all your secrets away. So email us uh, and any other questions you have, dykingout at gmail.com. This question came from a patron, so it went to the top of the list. Hell yeah. You know the deal. Well, you can follow us on social media as well, at dykingout on everywhere, except TikTok, where we are at dykingoutpodcast and not posting. Oh, I forgot to mention, if we do hit Mm. 400 patrons... On Patreon, Melody and I, so I used to say Melody was going to do the WAP dance and she has pushed back on that because that was a non-consensual thing that I put out there. I just one day threw it out and was like, yeah, Melody can dance. She'll do the WAP dance if we hit 400. I really laughed it off for a while until I today noticed you were serious and no is a complete sentence speaking of consent yes yes i was gonna bring it up again and melody was like you know i'm not doing that so what i'm proposing now is that melody and i will reenact my favorite scene from the l word on tiktok if we hit 400 people on patreon because nothing makes sense you could follow me at tgi carolyn if you want to maybe see me chop some wood or some of the wooden creations that will 
come Ooh. from this house. You can follow me at Melody Kamali. Things are opening. Things are happening again. I'll start doing comedy again. I'll start having the will to post content again. It's all Ooh. happening. Follow me if you want at Melody Kamali everywhere. How exciting. Well, thank you all so much for decking out with us this week. See you next Tuesday. Are you thinking about getting into Dungeons and Dragons? Maybe you're looking to expand your horizons as a DM or a player. If that's the case, then it's time for you to check out the Dungeon Cast, the best D&D podcast out there that helps you passively learn all about the game just by listening. Join co-hosts Will and Brian as they break down the lore of a rich multiverse 50 years in the making in a lighthearted and beginner-friendly way. They cover everything from character creation options to tips for dungeon masters. There's something for everyone, no matter how long you've been playing TTRPGs. Get inspired while learning all about the unique planes of existence. Get the in-depth knowledge you need to help your combat encounters feel impactful or learn about the origins and pantheons of every race and class the game offers. No stone is left unturned as every edition of the game is explored and explained in a way that benefits players of all different levels of experience. You can expand your TTRPG horizons in a way that's as entertaining as it is educational just by listening. All you have to do is go to your favorite podcast app or YouTube and search for The Dungeon Cast.